I'm looking for Ray Finkel and a clean pair of shorts. A is for action. C is for crime fighter. E is for excitement. Yes, yes, yes! Now, there's a new way to spell hero. Don't kill me. Jim Carrey is... Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Rated PG-13. So what's the problem in which we rewatch movies from our youth to determine if they're problematic by today's standards? I'm Jimmy. And I'm Jen. Today we watched Ace Ventura Pet Detective, which was released in the US on February 4th, 1994, and in the UK and Ireland on April 29th, 1994. It was written by Jack Bernstein, uh, Tom Shadiak, and Jim Carrey, and was directed by Shadiak. It stars Jim Carrey, Sean Young, Courtney Cox, Tone Loke, and Dan Marino. Yeah, and the dolphin. And, and the dolphin. Uh, what's going to happen is this, Jen and I have thought of three problems this movie has, three each, and also a positive, and we'll have a little discussion about it. The synopsis is, Ace Ventura, a private detective who specialises in finding lost animals, when Snowflake, a football team's mas- aquatic aquatic mascot, uh, Dolphin, goes missing, he is called in to investigate, and everyone hates his guts because he's an arsehole. Right. So, Jen, what is um, your history with Ace Ventura Pet Detective? I feel like I probably didn't see it until maybe, like, 98 or so. Um, I somehow missed the whole Jim Carrey thing of, like, 1994. Um, I still haven't seen The Mask. And um, I didn't see Dumb and Dumber for a couple years, which now doesn't seem like a big deal. But when you're, like... In middle school, two years being two years behind everybody else <laughs> is a huge deal. Yeah, I and I actually need to watch that again because I've only seen it the one time, and I used to be obsessed with Fairly Brothers, but I remember not loving that one either. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I Liar Liar I think was probably my first Jim Carrey movie, and I loved it. And I rewatched it a few years ago and realized I hated it. So you can only imagine how I feel. Like I remember, I remember not liking this movie when I first saw it, and that's back when I liked everything. Yeah. What's your history? Uh, my history is I watched it when it came out on VHS. I loved it. And I was a fan of Jim Carrey with The Mask. I went and saw The Mask in the cinema, actually. Um, I wasn't, I've never really been a huge fan of Dumb and Dumber. I feel as though that that's too mean-spirited for my liking. But I know it's got lots of fans, so that's that's fine. Um, but yeah, I've I watched a lot of his stuff, like The Cable Guy and stuff like that. Oh, maybe the ca- did the Cable Guy or Liar Liar come out first? Uh, Lyle. No, the Cable Guy was ninety six, okay. I think. Then it was Liar Liar. Okay, I think Cable I think. Guy was my first Jim Carrey movie, and I fucking loved it. And I remember being really upset because I was like, everyone's been talking about this guy for a couple years. They all mm-hmm. love him. I finally watch a Jim Carrey movie. I love it, and no one likes it. <laughs> yeah, no, the the Cable Guys. The Cable Guys good. I've got it. I won't cover it because I count it as a satire and there's no point in doing satire. Yeah, um, yeah, I love this movie. I, I, when I was an Egypt teenager, um, I just thought it was so funny and I thought he was amazing and um, I didn't realise just how problematic it was at the time. 
I was going to say anyone did, really. I did. I mean, I'll talk about it later, but yeah. that's why I didn't like it. Um, although I didn't understand. I knew that the homophobia was problematic. I didn't understand transgender issues at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll just jump straight into the problems then. And my first problem is, is Ventura a pet detective? <laughs> okay. The whole movie? Or the title? Him. Okay. The, 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 the character. He's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the guy. I can't stand the guy. When I was younger, I used to think he was hilarious. And used mm-hmm. to think, yeah, he doesn't take any crap from anybody. And that's great. He's so cool. And now I'm like, he, sh- he should really listen to other people and stop being such an asshole. And even when he's trying to be nice to Melissa, it just mm-hmm. doesn't, it seems forced. It doesn't seem genuine. Because he's still doing that stupid fucking voice. Yeah. Can I tell you the, the first time I actually laughed in the movie? Yeah. One of the only times, actually. I laughed a couple of times, yeah. There, she, He and, and Melissa are sitting in her backyard, and he like he's kind of starting to turn on her a little. Mm-hmm. And he um she tells him to get out, and he's uh he he says something about her being fat, and then like he says something about the dog, and he's like uh like that she wants uh him to leave, so uh you can eat him, fatty. Yeah. It's I mean it's because she's so skinny. But for some reason that <laughs> really got me was him making fat jokes at Courtney Cox, which I know I probably shouldn't find funny cuz you shouldn't make those jokes no matter what cuz you never know what kind of issues people have. But it still exactly. it amused me. It amused me. I I I don't I don't know what it was, but that really got me. The only two times I actually laughed out loud were uh so you can eat him fatty and mm-hmm. then when he sees um the guy's room where it says, like, laces out, die Dan, all over the place mm-hmm. and everything. That room made me laugh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, <laughs> that, that, that got me. Those were the two times I laughed in this movie. Anyway. Yeah, he's an arsehole. Kind of, he still treats her the same way. He's still like a, a dickhead to her. And, mm-hmm. But she finds it charming. And, and he, uh, he's so over the top, which is fine. It's fine to be over the top. But it never stops. Never stops. She never slows down. It's just mm-hmm. constant. So yeah, I'm not a huge fan of um, Ace Ventura, the pet detective. I used to love him so much. I used to think he was so fucking funny, and now I'm like, this is embarrassing. Because Jim Carrey did this and The Mask and Dumb and Dumber in the same year, didn't he? It was all '94, so that was like a massive year for him. But this feels like a demo reel for his talents, for his, for his, you know, the way that he acts and stuff. It's like, this is a demo reel because Alrighty then was actually taken from his stand-up. Yeah. Um, And he says a lot of stuff that's taken from his stand-up and it's like, well, this just seems to be, look at me, I can do this, aren't I silly and aren't I wacky? And it just, he doesn't tone it down at all. And it makes Ace unlikable all the way through for me. And he doesn't really learn anything either. He doesn't really go through a character arc. There's nothing. Anyway, what's your first problem? Uh, his face. <laughs> I don't like the shit Jim Carrey does with his face. Like, and that's that's the whole thing, right? Like, if you don't enjoy his facial expressions and like the things he does when he talks, <laughs> you're not gonna like him. Yeah. And I just I th- that was never something I really enjoyed about Jim Carrey. And I like Jim Carrey, but I'm I'm one of those people that I'm more for the like. I'm more a man on the moon, mm-hmm. uh, eternal sunshine, cable guy Jim Carrey. I like it when he's dark. I like it when he's serious. Truman Show. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this this is just too silly for me. I can't handle this level of silly. And I probably, if I'd seen it, yeah, like if this was something that had come out when I was like in elementary school and I'd seen it then, I probably would have liked it. I already think if I saw it when it came out, I might not have liked it. But seeing it in like 97 or 98 when I did, I definitely, there's no, I mean, that's at the age where I'm like watching classy independent films and shit. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I wasn't. Th- that I think I just watched it just because I felt left out that I hadn't seen it. And then after I watched it, I was like, oh, I don't I, I regret watching this. And it's just watching his face. It's just too much for me. So how old were you in 94 then when this was released? 12. Right. So you might, do you think you might have liked it if you saw it at 12? Or, I'd... or at least I liked it more? Like, I don't think you know, so. Tolerated it more? No, no. I don't. I don't know. Um, that's that's hard. That's one of the only years where I couldn't kind of guess. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know that I would have liked it. Well, when I saw this, I would have been shit eighteen. Yeah, something like that. Seventeen, maybe. It depends when it came out. Because my birthday's in October. So it depends when it came out on VHS here. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have been seventeen. I I would have been just in that you know sort of age bracket where people would find this hilariously funny who don't watch independent movies at that age (laughs) and they just watch all the hollywood shite that comes out yeah that's part of the reason why i picked ace as my first problem is because it never stops and his his facial expressions his face is moving constantly his face Mm -hmm. is moving more than he moves right he's always doing something with his face always how, what do we know, Jen? He became fucking successful. <laughs> the movie was a hit. And, you know, so what do we know? He did, but he only did this kind of stuff for a few years. Like, he, he did. did transition pretty... Like, at the time, it seemed like he'd been like this forever, and then he transitioned. But mm-hmm. looking back, it's like he didn't stay in this area for very long. Like, I know the cable guy didn't do well, and a lot of people hated it at the time, but... That really kind of showed more where he was headed, um, more so than these three movies that came out this year and like Liar Liar. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, he's a very good actor. Like I, mm-hmm. I was always upset people didn't take him more seriously. And it's I watching this, it's like, oh, that's why they weren't taking him seriously. <laughs> yeah, because I think the Truman Show was ninety eight. Yeah, wasn't that? I think was, so. You know, that was after. I think after um, Cable Guy failed, he was like, right. I'm going to try something else. Mm-hmm. He did um, Truman Show, and he's great in that movie. And Man on the Moon, is he's really good at Man on the Moon. Mm. I haven't seen it in a while, but I I've, I've saw it when it first came out. So Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. but um, Yeah, but no, he was good in that film. When I worked at a video store, you know, we'd get, um, like, promo material, and sometimes they would send it in, like, interesting packaging, or there'd be little, like, I remember Van Wilder came with a little, um, what are they called, the, the little golf cart it's a golf cart uh, pen holder. Right. Like, just things like that. And the best one I ever got was I found, and I found this in the trash, like, there was a pile of trash in the back room, and there was this Man on the Moon box, and I opened it mm-hmm. up, it looked like a record player. You open it up, and there's actually a record in there. All right. And it had, on one side, it had the Mighty Mouse theme, and on the other side, it had uh, Man on the Moon by R.E.M. Nice. And I was like, why would you throw this away? And I took it, and I was upset that it didn't have the VHS screener in it. Mm-hmm. Because that would make it perfect. But then whenever I was complaining to my boss about it, he was like, no, 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 I took it. And he brought it to me. So somewhere in storage, I have this really cool promotional thing from Man on the Moon. When I worked at a video shop, we never got that kind of thing. We just, we got like posters. Posters, sometimes t-shirts we would get. 
to where to advertise a movie. The the video store I worked for, it was a small chain. I eventually ended up working at one of their um, stores that was in a grocery store. And the offices for the chain were in the grocery store. They were on the other side of the grocery store. And I would get bored at night sometimes. And I would take my break. And I would go to the offices. And I would look yeah. through all the screeners I saw in there. And I would just steal whatever I wanted. <laughs> because that's where like the really good stuff came in. Mm-hmm. And then they would decide what we got and what other stores got and what they kept. And I felt like I was always missing out. So I would go. I didn't get too greedy. Because I hate yeah. there, there was a woman who worked at the other one. She would take anything good that came in the second it came in. And then when she quit, we knew she quit because all the screeners were gone. She took literally everything that we had. But I try not to be too greedy. But every once in a while, there'd be one where I'm like, I want that. And looking mm-hmm. back, a lot of them were screeners probably no one cared about. <laughs> yeah. They were, it wasn't like the big blockbuster screeners or whatever. But, oh, man, I miss that. I miss getting promos. We never got screeners. Like I said, it was just T-shirts and posters. I used to take posters all the time. Yeah, I had a lot of posters. Or or I would give them out to people who would come in and ask for them because we usually have loads. Mm-hmm. Right, so my second problem. When Ace is looking, he's doing the whole looking for the rings montage mm-hmm. and he's standing next to an ex-football player in the toilet uh-huh. and he looks down and he count, to count the stones in the guy's ring on his finger <laughs> um, and, and the guy looks down at Ace's penis and he smiles Ace realises the man is gay, he zips up and runs out the toilet, followed by the man. Now, normally, normally I would say my problem is neither man washed their hands. That would usually be my problem, (laughs) and you know that. Something worse happens after that, because when the man chases Ace out of the bathroom, he's got a big cheesy grin on his face, and he's mincing. Mm -hmm. And he's doing that weird fucking stereotypical homophobic gay man thing with his fingers mm-hmm. like he that fucking hated that and i forgot that bit was in there yeah i hated that too also they didn't wash their hands <laughs> <laughs> so what's your what's your second problem so this guy commits suicide right and everyone's there like you know investigating the scene or whatever why are there so many cops there for a suicide there are so many people at that crime scene like yeah. an insane number of people and it makes zero sense like, yeah. the entire department is there for what is supposedly only a suicide. Maybe it's to do with the fact that it's to show that the cops are useless and that they have so many cops there that they're going to tarnish the tarnish the crime scene. Or maybe that was Einhorn's plan from the start to tarnish the crime scene. Because I don't think that much thought went into it. Probably not. Probably not. Did you, I, but then again, why would you write that, though? Just to have everyone there. To have everybody laughing at Ace. But you only need, like, the big guy and a couple of other cops that he hangs around with to be there. You don't need all the cops. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm I'm with you. There's far too many people there. But another thing is that in that scene, Ace takes a glove mm-hmm. and he goes to run his finger across the um, railing, his hand that's got the glove on it. You know, not to contaminate it. That's great. But when he does that, he's got his other hand that doesn't have a glove on it, and he's riding that across the, the <laughs> thing as well. So he's still contaminating it. So, yeah. Right. So, my third problem, Jen, mm-hmm. is the transphobia. Um, well, we just talk about it now. Yeah, it's... um. Yeah, I'm going to go, you know, same thing, homophobia, transphobia, uh, for my third problem. It's... um. I, I remember now... 
Like, because I couldn't remember exactly why I hated it when I was a kid. And then Mm -hmm. when I'm watching it now, it's like, as soon as he finds out Sean Young's character is male, which, like, I don't even know how to deal with pronouns here because they don't get into the transgender of it all. Like, is this supposed to be, is, did this character get us, like, is, is he posing as a woman just to try to get away with something? Or is he actually transgender? She has breasts. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't. Yeah. I don't actually know what's going on here as far as that goes. Um, I don't mm. think they put much thought into it, but. No, not 1994, they didn't, no. But when he, when he finds out he has made out with someone he thought was a woman or he thought was a man, he's immediately vomiting and brushing his teeth and showering. Yeah. And I remember, I mean, at that age, like when I saw it in like 97 or 98, that's an age where I would have been absolutely disgusted by that. Like, I would have seen that homophobia for what it was. I didn't quite understand the transphobia of it all. Yeah. I definitely was really upset by it. And, like, when I was watching it, it just came back to me that, like, yeah, that was... I, I remember watching that and being like, why would anybody find this funny? This is offensive. hmm Yeah. I probably found it funny back then. <laughs> well, and that's not... I mean, I was... I don't know. I was I was mommy's little activist when I was a kid. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I was more like I'm not going to judge somebody for finding it funny at the time no. because I know where we were at the time. You know what I mean? But like, like I don't know how much I would have understood it was homophobia if I'd watched it when it came out. Mm-hmm. But just a few years, um, I had learned a lot, and um, at that point, like you know, my best friend was lesbian. Like I was very much aware of how homophobic. And upsetting it was, and I was just like, I don't see why this is this is funny. Yeah, my defense, and this is a defense I have always used, and the way I acted when I was growing up, as I was born in a small town in Scotland, mm-hmm. a small white town in Scotland. Yeah, I, I don't think I knew any gay people at seventeen, mm-hmm. so it probably always just a laugh and a joke for me. Apologies for it was hilarious at the time. But now it is so cringe-inducing. It's just it's disgusting watching it now. Yeah. See, I I had an advantage over most of my peers because when I was in elementary school, my mom was very honest with me about racism and homophobia, and mm-hmm. like what she felt about these things. And so there are things that offended me at a younger age than like a lot of my friends. Yeah. But you only know what you know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. I I didn't realize until really the past 10 years how rare it was, you know, in mm-hmm. the 80s and 90s to have a, a mom who's like, don't call that gay, you know, mm-hmm. like, don't like, we don't, we don't say these things. We, you know, our, our next door neighbor was gay and we loved her. And that really kept me from ever being, not that I never made any homophobic jokes or anything, but that, that kept me from being homophobic was knowing someone so close to me that I'd known since I was born. Yeah. was gay um i mean and that that helps most people like a lot of people you know they'll have that they'll live in a small town where there's like no gay people no black people no whatever and then they get older and they have to meet someone to like really get how bad it is mm-hmm. so uh yeah this i was not the kid this movie was made for um yeah it, it yeah I, and i'm that's why i talked to my kid about 
this kind of shit. Like he he was asking me because he was like, "You sound miserable. What what are you what are you watching?" <laughs> I was like, "It's <laughs> terrible." And I straight up told him, "I was like, it's super transphobic." Thinking about my mentality towards this movie when I saw it, it makes me really happy that <laughs> I'm trying to raise my kid to feel the same way because I. I know how much it sucks to like get older and then you rewatch these things from when you're younger and you're like, ooh, I like some offensive, some offensive shit, yeah. which I have had, you know, it's not like I'm completely immune to it. It's just this movie. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were ahead. You were ahead of everyone, Jen. You knew back then. Yeah. Um, but the thing that sucks, the thing that sucks about that is how you're made to feel like the uptight freak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, uh. I was the only one in my high school that would call people out for saying, like, that's so gay or whatever. And they just all assumed I was gay because of it. Like, everybody thought I was a lesbian in high school, which mm-hmm. I was fine with, but I thought their reasoning was really stupid. Yeah, no, I've I've had that before. I've had people thinking I was gay before. Um, probably because I never really dated anyone growing up. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really bothered about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, later on in life, I understood why. Mm-hmm. But um, back then, uh, I knew I wasn't gay. I, I grew. I went to. I worked with this guy once, and we worked in a supermarket together. Mm-hmm. And he was convinced I would have been about twenty-two or something. He was so convinced I was gay that he would tell everyone that I was gay, and he would treat it as a bad thing mm-hmm. because it disgusted him. We went on a, a works night out once. And we were all drinking alcohol. This is back when I drank. I don't drink anymore. And he would try to spike my drink with like more ar- alcohol. He put vodka in my beer to try and get me drunk, so I would admit to everyone that I was gay. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Was very good at drinking back then, so mm-hmm. I just swallowed it, and it didn't affect me because mm-hmm. I was, you know, quite good at holding my drink. But then like, eventually, you know, once I hit home, I was like. Bleh. <laughs> at the time, I was fine. Um, in front of him, I was fine, which makes which makes me feel good. But yeah, yeah, he tried he tried to get me drunk, so I would admit to everyone something that isn't true. Wow. <laughs> and he used to he used to um, make up stuff about me and all that at work. So I left. Yeah. Cool. Sounds like a cool guy. And then when I was at college, I I, I was friends with a, a, a gay man called James. Mm-hmm. He was great. Um, he was he was so over the top, um, but I loved him for it. Uh, you know, that's the, when I went to college. That's when I started to realize things. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's when I started to. I, I met more people, and I met gay people, and I met black people, and that's mm-hmm. when I started to be like, you know what, you know, there are other people in the world other than me, and there's other people in the world other than people who look like me. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, think like me. So going to college was the best thing I did, I think, because if not, I still would have been stuck in that small town. I mean, I still lived in the small town, but I still would have been stuck there not knowing. I don't know. I think I might have learned it too late if I didn't go to college, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. But it's not just the fact that the way Ace reacts when he finds out about Einhorn being Finkel. It's later on when... He strips her naked. Well, almost naked. He strips, he shows her breasts and then Mm -hmm. takes her skirt off and all that. And that's quite fucking humiliating. That's degrading. Yeah. Yeah, it it made me really uncomfortable. It's not funny. Yeah. And then when Dan Marino spots the penis has been tucked up the back 
and he turns her round and everyone sees the penis. Every, every single cock there starts fitting. Yeah. When I first watched this when I was younger, I thought, so they, they all kissed her then. Mm-hmm. They must have all kissed her. Dan Marino did it as well. Well, she, she kissed him though. That's right, so she did. So he can do it, but I doubt Einhorn kissed every single person in there. That If she did, then that's making it worse. That yeah. is making the character worse. Mm-hmm. For everyone to do the, the whole bleh thing. So it's just horrible and degrading. And, and not only that, it makes Ace right. And I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to a very special episode of So What's mm-hmm. the Problem? I just don't, I, at the time I didn't get the appeal of Jim Carrey, like, even though I hadn't watched those movies, like, they just didn't, I, the reason I didn't see them is because they didn't look good to me. Mm. And I just, everyone just loved him so much and watching it again, I'm just like, I can't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get why everybody became obsessed with him all of a sudden. Um, he was in a sitcom called The Duck Factory, I think it's called. He was an animator. When he was famous, at released VHS. They released that show on VHS, mm-hmm. like three episodes or something. And it was like starring megastar Jim Carrey and stuff like that. But it was before he did these the movies. Um, And he's just normal. He's just a normal guy mm-hmm. in that sitcom. He's he's not crazy. He's not wacky. He's not doing the gurney face thing. He's just normal. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he thought he couldn't get famous doing that. So that's why he did the whole over-the-top thing. And three movies in the one year. Yeah. Um. So it worked for him. Good for him. But watching it back now, I'm embarrassed, Jen, that I liked it. The, the thing that I think um made it okay with me with Liar Liar, like the stuff he does with his face and everything, is because like it works so well for that storyline that like he has he can't lie, so he can't he's fighting mm-hmm. himself, like he's fighting his instincts yeah. to tell the truth. And mm-hmm. so all that physical stuff works really, really well for for what that particular character is dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, but this character is just weird. Yeah. Like, I'm not... I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah. And liar, liar, he has no real control. Yeah, yeah. And over that's, it. that's why it works so well um, in yeah. that movie. But I'm wondering, do you have any... I didn't see anything in, in my research. Do you have any idea if he's spoken about the homophobia and transphobia of this movie? Like, he has. Okay. Yeah. What has he said? He has apologized for it. The director hasn't. But Jim Carrey said, nah, there's no way this I would have done this now. Okay. They said, there is absolutely zero way we, we, would, we would have gotten away with it now, and I would never even have tried it now, basically. Because I know enough about him to know that, like, this doesn't seem like something he would do now. Um, and yeah. And he seems like a pretty, pretty decent guy. Yeah. He admits it's transphobic. Okay. So that's, you know, that's step that's one. That's important. He, he does, yeah, he does say it's transphobic. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Because I was curious about that, but I didn't... I forgot to Google it. <laughs> yeah, I looked up. Okay. There's loads of things online about this movie. There's loads of... Um, I didn't get a chance to read them all, but there's loads of think pieces and stuff like that about how bad this movie is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, homophobic, transphobic, even uh, misogynistic. Anyway, positives. Did you uh, did you, did you find the positive? Yeah. This? Yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, my positive is... Ira Newborn's score. Okay. I really like the score to this movie. Um, I think he's he's an underrated composer, Ira Newborn. He did the theme tune to The Naked Gun. Um, he Well, The Police Squad, and then it was The Naked Gun, and that's a great theme. 
but he, he worked with George Hughes a lot. Mm. But he also did the music for um, Planes, Trains and Automobiles, which I wasn't a huge fan of. <laughs> but I love the score to this. It's just, it's just fun and it just deserves to be in a better movie. So what is your positive? My positive, and this is something that from what I read, we have Jim Carrey to thank for. This was his idea. Mm-hmm. Ace Ventura is a very good detective. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's a smart guy. He is good at his job. Yeah. I in a, Initially, he was supposed to be kind of an idiot. And I think mm-hmm. the only thing that can even come close to making this funny to me is the idea that this guy seems insane, that he he's ridiculous. But like, he's good at what he does. He's just a goofball. Yeah. Um, but he's really smart and should be like, there's a, there's a point where, um, Courtney Cox is like, why aren't you just a detective? Like, or why aren't mm-hmm. you a cop? And I'm like, yeah, he could like, the, you get the feeling maybe the cops hate him because he's better than they are. Yeah. Like, absolutely. He, he knows what he's doing. He's very smart. And that isn't, that is in- interesting to me. Yeah. No, I do like the fact that he knows what he's doing and he's smart. And also he cares about animals, right? Yeah, all of that. I love all that about, him. but it's just the fact that he's non-stop with over the topness that mm-hmm. just annoys me. But I do like that he knows what he's doing, and he's not an idiot. He acts like one, but he's not one. Um, but the problem I have with Ace, <laughs> um, towards the end of the movie, well, at the end of the movie, is he's more than happy to just let Miami Dolphins keep Snowflake. Yeah, that kind of goes against everything that he's been doing the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, he goes and meets his friend, and his friend is sending boats off, whaling boats off elsewhere to go, um, so they can't find the whales and kill the whales. And Ace is happy about that, mm-hmm. but he's more than happy to have this dolphin just, you know, remain in this stupid fucking tank and held against its will. But yeah, he's a good detective. Yeah. Um, I have some notes. Can I say the one note I have before I forget? Yeah, of course. Because I didn't write it down. Jen has a note. I don't know if this is true, but I read that Jack Lemmon wanted to play this character and he was told he was too old. What? (laughs) Well, again, like we talked about this last week and the week before, this was an original script that was rewritten Mm -hmm. once Jim Carrey came on board. Yeah. And this we're seeing this a lot. And I think obviously like the idea of a pet detective was probably something that somebody like Jack Lemon, who's a, a comedy god mm-hmm. and who's also great at straight stuff as well. But I imagine that he would have liked that sort of idea. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, you know, being a detective of animals, it's a good idea, it's a solid idea for a movie. But then once Jim Carrey and Tom Shadyac came along, they changed the script completely and added all the Jim Carreyness. So I buy that actually. I buy the Jack Lemmon. Apparently, quite a few people turned this movie down before it got to Jim Carrey. Yeah, I can imagine. So have you got any names there? Or um, no, you'd think I would know. I I want to say David Allen Greer was one of them. Mm. Um, I I think um Judd Nelson. Right. I feel like there was a big one that I again no with. Either of those guys, this would have been a completely different movie mm-hmm. anyway, because it wouldn't be the same script that Jim Carrey was working on, because he wrote it. Yeah, with anyone else, it would have been it would have been completely different. Yeah, it would have been a straight, probably like comedy about a guy who's a pet detective. Maybe he would have been dumber the other version, because mm-hmm. if Jim Carrey's changed it to make him more actual good at his job, then imagine if Jack Lemmon signed on, 
um, it would have been he would have been like a Mister Magoo type character maybe, um, and just looking into things. Rick Moranis. Yeah, Rick Moranis turned it down. I can see the kind of person that if they were going after Rick Moranis, I can see the kind of thing that they would have wanted of wanted Ace Ventura to have been originally. Okay, it doesn't. It doesn't say Judd Nelson was offered. It, it said that he and Ali Rittman were considered for the lead role. Right. Nice. So I and I hate that. I hate that kind of trivia. Like I, I want to know if somebody was offered. Yeah. The role, or even if it came down to it was specifically these two people, right? Like, but mm-hmm. if it's just they auditioned, mm-hmm. I don't. That's what I hate about IMDb is they'll like list people who audition for things, and it's like, yeah, they were working actors. They were auditioning for movies. It's not that interesting yeah. to me to know that. Someone, you know, just although I I could see Alan Rickman in this role. What was Alan Rickman doing in ninety four? Well, it would have been before that, maybe ninety three. Speed. Alan. Rickman. Oh, Alan Rickman. Sorry, I'm thinking. Of, <laughs> I'm confusing him with who? Why am I confusing Alan, Alan Rickman? Ruck. Uh, Ruck. That's I, the name. I was getting my name confused. <laughs> no, Alan Rickman's a completely different person. Never mind. Is it Alan Ruck or is it Alan Rickman? Which one is it, Jen? Alan Ruck. Right. It's Alan Ruck. Right. I could see him doing that. Yeah. No, Alan Rickman, I cannot see in this. No. Well, I could, actually. He was a good comedic actor as well, Rickman. I mean, they wanted this to be the Fletch for the 90s. Oh, right, okay. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> well, well, like the Fletch, the original Fletch movies, it got one sequel mm-hmm. that nobody likes. Uh, that's not true. Well, the, o- the only Jen's friend likes. <laughs> well, no, it's not even that. Oh, my God. So his roommate... <laughs> Is dating this girl? God, she is young. Um, this girl's like early twenties, I think. Mm. Um, and they showed her Ace Ventura too, and she loved it so much. She just kept watching it over and over again, and that's one of the reasons why it's on his mind so much. Because they just kept. There was a period of time a few months ago where they just kept watching it. Okay. And it was like I don't know what it is about these people. And then it's come up in conversation. It came up, came up in conversation a couple nights ago. I didn't even bring mm-hmm. up Ace Ventura, and somehow it came up. And another one of my friends was there, and they were talking about how fun it was. And I was like, I don't like it. It made even though I hated this movie, and I hated you for making me watch it. Mm-hmm. It almost makes me want to watch the second one because I want to. I'm like, am am I missing something, or or at least see it so that I can say for sure that it's crap. Mm-hmm. It is awful. It's actually worse than this movie. I assumed it was. Because I don't think this is a bad movie, per se. Mm-hmm. I just think there's terrible elements in it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a well-made movie, and it's I can see why a lot of people like it. It's It can be fun if mm-hmm. you're younger. But then again, this, the second one is, is just bad, I think. Uh but it's been a while since I've seen it. I'll never pick it for this year, alright. So my notes do 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 um are uh when I watch this on Netflix, Netflix always gives us like the rating mm-hmm. and then it says um says like a, a description of what is in the movie to get that rating. And the rating for this is twelve. Okay. And it says it's rated twelve for sex, sex references and discrimination. Alright, alright, go Netflix. The first thing Ace says to Einhorn is Holy Testicle Tuesday. Yeah. So they were setting that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched this with subtitles on. Um, I don't know why. I, I, I just put subtitles on when I watch movies. I, I think it's because it's just in case I miss anything mm-hmm. that someone says and it's on the screen. Anyway, every time there was a sign like writing on the screen, there would be a subtitle for that to tell us what that sign says. <laughs> okay. So, like, in the scene that you were talking about where he goes into the room and it says, die, 
Marino die and all mm-hmm. that. The subtitles would read to die Marino <laughs> die as well. That's weird. And it's like, why? We can read? We can even, like, deaf people can read what that says? Yeah. <laughs> um, but my favourite one is when um, you're running out somewhere, I can't remember, it's towards the end of the movie. And it says, um, oh no, it's when Dan Marino's getting kidnapped. And there's a sign on the door that says, keep door closed. And the subtitle says it, but it's up next to the sign. And it says, keep door closed. Next to the sign, it says, keep door closed. Okay. It is really weird. Whoever does the subtitles for Netflix are strange. One last note. Ace drops a bucket on a guy's head and knocks him unconscious, briefly. Mm -hmm. Now, I've seen Carrie. I'm disappointed that didn't kill that man. (laughs) The bucket in the head should have killed that man. And that is all my notes. Do, 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 do. So, next next time, Jen, it's your turn to pick a movie. Have you picked one? North. North, starring Elijah Wood. Yes, and Bruce Willis. He's done that a few times, isn't he, Bruce Willis? Yeah, he, he's a bunny. <laughs> he's a bunny. Yeah. Yeah, okay, North. From 94, the same year as this. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, we'll do that next. Um, and I'll next time I'll pick something from the eighties again okay. because that be four movies in a row we've done something from. You know, the last movie we did from the eighties was actually your pick. It was the toy. Yeah, but I had to pick something from eighty two. Yeah, you had to because it was your yeah. Pick. Yeah. So yeah, I've just said that it's been a while since we've done something from the eighties. So mm-hmm. after that, I'll do something from the eighties. I've got some that I want to pick from the nineties. Because um, I found a movie that I was going to pick ages ago and I couldn't find a copy of it, but I found it on uh, YouTube. And we're going to cover that at some point. Um, but it's from 91, so I want to pick another 90s movie. Anyway, that's all we have time for. If you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, if you're still on Twitter, it's at Drop the Pilot Pod, at ShiftyB. Is my personal one. Shiftybench.co.uk is the website. Contact me. Shiftybench.co.uk is the email address. Where can people find you online, Jen? Pilot inspectors on Twitter. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll speak to you all next time. Bye. Bye.